Welcome to episode 115 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, it's on a Monday. You've been around for a long time, man. Yeah, 115. It's, I know, I'm, I'm still amazed every time I see anything over 100. <laughs> uh, but it is Monday, it's not Tuesday. We we had to move to Monday. Uh, we Well, we first we didn't think we were going to have a show this week. We'll and, be traveling tomorrow. Um, I've We've had a death in the family. Uh, James and I have. And so we will be traveling out of state tomorrow. For arrangements and things that are, are going on. If you're friends with me on Facebook or you're part of the Herps group, you already know what's going on. Um, and if you're not, then this is this is us telling you. Um, but so we'll be we'll be out of pocket for the second half of the week, and we will be back again next week. And uh, and definitely uh, tell any of your loved ones that you love them at any point you get a chance to. Absolutely. Because right. and take lots of pictures. If you're yes. the one who's always behind the camera. Swap it up. Make somebody else take pictures of you. Jump in those videos. I don't mean, I don't mean to bring this down, but tomorrow is never guaranteed. So appreciate everyone while you have them. Yep. Uh, happier notes. Uh, let's go ahead and mention our sponsors. Yeah. Our first sponsor we have is Lone Star Reptile Racks. If you're Lone Star Reptile Racks. Never heard of her. Oh, whatever. If you're looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit LSReptileRacks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Yes. I am excited for a couple things this summer. One, uh... Once we get the reptile zoo at my school all set up. Also, my dad, when he comes in town, is going to help me redo my snake room. So that means I'm going to be getting more four-foot cages at some point. Cool. So I'm looking forward to my cages. Where are you going to order those from? Uh, Probably from like Animal Planet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I plan on getting them in this I lifetime. I didn't even know you were redoing the snake room. This is news to me. I am. I'm going to put... <laughs> I'm going to put all. I've been a little out of it the last week, so all it's totally racks, understandable. All racks will be on the floor. None of them will be double stacked. No, oh, cool. And I will build uh, benches above them oh, for four foot cages to stack. That'll be awesome. Yeah, so it'll all be racks on bottom, cages on top. That'll be great. There should be a bit more cages in there. So I'm looking forward to having more cages. Um, also, Herp Reptile shows. I even pulled up. Our next Herp Reptile show is June 4th and 5th in Lafayette, Louisiana. Then there's the big one in Conroe. June 11th I, and 12th. I will say that there is a Lone Star show this weekend in Amarillo that was yes. originally a Herp show that Sean's helping out with uh, advertising and whatnot. So go support that if you're in the Amarillo area. Not that anybody is there in their right mind, I think. Um, <laughs> I was to say, that's like on the other side of the country. The world. Us, Actually, much. it's, it's good barbecue. There I've is a great there, barbecue place so. up there. Um, Cannot remember the name of it. but Grant Family Exotics will be there with a bunch of my racks. Oh, yeah. And a couple cages, I think. Um, so, yeah. So, if you need racks or cages, they'll be there. Yeah, They're go check cool. out the, the the Lone Star Show. That's run by Otis and Malia, and they are amazing people. Yes, they are. So, go check that out. They do, if anybody's gone to the show in shirts, which is outside of San Antonio, that's a great little show. It's a very little show, but, man, it gets a lot of people in there. Yeah, it does. Um, so, yes, go check out the show in the other side of the world in Amarillo this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this weekend? This weekend. Yeah, this yes. weekend. Uh, and then, like, Sicano is June 11th and 12th, which is Katie's birthday. I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but it's Katie's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, June yeah. 25th, 26th is Longview, Texas. Then Slidell, Louisiana is July 23rd and 24th. Uh, then Oklahoma City 
July 30th, 31st, Corpus Christi, August 13th and 14th. Uh, Bryan College Station, August 20th and 21st, which means we can eat at Fazoli's. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, that, Fazoli's is fast food Italian, and it's fucking amazing. It's like if McDonald's <laughs> oh, made an Italian oh restaurant, but it was good. Oh, I love Fazoli's. They built one in uh, Fort Payne, Alabama. What? My dad sent me a picture day of the cup. He apparently stopped at Fazoli's there. What? Now I know what I'm going to have to eat for lunch one day. While what it tells me out. is that Fazoli's is still building restaurants, and there's still a chance. There, there's hope. There's hope. That we can get one. That's what I'm holding on to. So uh, and then Austin, Texas is August 27th and 28th. So check out the Herb's Reptile Shows. Check out the Herb's Reptile Shop in uh, Brian. Brian? Yes. Yeah. Brian. Brian. It's, very, it's very weird saying Brian and not Brian College Station because that's the Reptile Show. But the Reptile Shop is in Brian, <clears> Texas, <throat> which is right next to College Station, Texas. Yeah. And then our other sponsors. Oh, the Ruas over at Wiregrass Exotics. So check out the Ruas in Ozark, Alabama. And check out and get you some feeders and. They're venomous snakes. They have a, there's a show coming up in Ozark. In, no, it's in Dothan. It's in Dothan it's at the in, end of June. It's in my hometown-ish. Hometown-ish. I don't really have a hometown, I guess. But it's where I went to high school. Go check that out. Uh, the Ruiz will be at that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I haven't mentioned it in a while, but I, I just love this sign. I turn it on every time we come in here. Go check out Focus Cube. The Howdy's over at Focus Cube. If you're looking for uh, a showstopper, like showpiece cage, they are amazing. They made this great sign for us uh, that's changing colors behind me. I still think it's one of the coolest things in my house. Uh, so go check out the Howdies. They'll they'll make you cage when they're not fishing. Lord knows we got enough stuff in this house. We need more stuff. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Like, we don't need more stuff. No, we don't. We got rid of a lot of stuff, and we still have too much stuff. Uh, I do want to talk about our weekend, but I want to go ahead and bring in our guests because our guests may have been where we went this weekend. Oh, that's cool. It's a possibility. So we'll bring her in. Uh, Robert, you want to go ahead and introduce our guest? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was, <laughs> I'm not used to doing that. Um, I don't even try to murder her first name. We just call her Laney. <laughs> it's a Laneyana, right? Yeah. Holy shit, I Wait, got it right. you don't want to butcher her first I've name only or known her, her last for like name? Three or four years, and I finally get it right. She's one of the first people that I met when I got into reptiles. Her and Hayden were two of the first people that I met, and um, Laney is awesome once she gets past her gruff exterior a little bit. <laughs> best kind of people absolutely um so yes so laney if you want to tell us tell everyone you know obviously we, we know you're associated with with gina's heart of gold rescue who we had on last week who we had on last week um so yeah um, tell everybody what a badass you are <laughs> not really um <laughs> i just kind of do animal stuff uh i've just been doing it a long time here my mom has been breeding snakes since before i was born um her dad was doing a lot of animal stuff as a kid. My mom has always had um, like hawks and shit like that since I was a kid. And then reptile stuff. My mom met Gina and then started pawning me off onto Gina when I was a kid. And well, Gina kind of took me in and. Uh, Free labor is always a good thing. Yeah, basically made me hers. Um, it, it turned into spending weeks at a time at her house and doing shows. And then it turned into doing actual rescue with her. And then it turned into, Gina asked me if I would, um, like help her, like help her, help her, and then actually help her run the page and do all that stuff. And then I started doing it on my own. And then I guess, um, as you know, you 
grow up and turn into a adult on your own, you kind of take over things on your own and start doing stuff on your own. And I think the turning point for me to be on my own was the, um, it was that, um, big animal bust with like 26,000 animals years ago. Um, we got 11,000 of those animals. That, that's a lot. That was the, the, the first uh, big global exotics animal bust. Ah, uh, I remember yes. that. Uh. And that, that was, I, I, I was watching, I, I remember walking into her house and watching an iguana eat another iguana Jesus. and being like, that's not supposed to happen. Like that's not supposed to happen. Right. Uh, okay. Well, we need to fix that. Uh, a lot of those animals died. Um, it turned into like, that's one of those things we were talking about with, with, I was watching the podcast with Gina uh, where, you know, where you can't t- uh, take certain things and you, you know, pass things off to other people. Uh, that was one of the situations where we were calling people to, say, okay, well, this group of, you know, 2000 bug eyed Texas rat snakes is perfectly healthy. Come get them. This group of toke geckos is dying. Um, you know, they need to be euthanized. This group of Russian tortoises is perfectly healthy. Let's just get rid of these, you know, let's get this done. And it, it took us years to get rid of all those animals. But I remember that being one of the first times it was like, okay, wow, this is wow. That's, that's too many animals. Yeah. It said that I'm reading an article about it. It said there were, that they were losing on average 3,500 animals a week were dying in the facility. I'm pissed off if I lose one a year. They had 26,400 animals from 171 different species. Yep. Wow. (laughs) I can't even wrap my mind around that number. I can't wrap my mind around the smell. (laughs) No, it was, it was terrible. Just imagine seeing a whole exotics show just inside of a house. Look, that's what they kept their frogs in. Coke bottles with holes poked in them. Yep. Specifically the Coke bottles. Yep. And you should have seen some of the enclosures that the, some of the stuff was, you know, well taken care of. And then you looked at other things and it was like, how, what, what is, what even is any of this? How did it, they have venomous stuff? Not that I remember. Um, and if they did, um, I do remember Don Shores getting into some of it. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they were in Arlington, right? Yeah, so that's near up there where he lives. And that was before I started getting into the venomous stuff. Gina won't do venomous, but I will. Um, I'll do any of the native stuff and any of the exotic stuff as well. But so, as as of right now, especially with the fact that I do have the seizures for anyone that is watching, I was supposed to be on last week with Gina, but I had a seizure like five minutes before the podcast started. Um right where I was sitting. Actually, I kind of (laughs) just fell out into one and then just woke up on Thursday and it, it, that also sucks. But, um, those are, are, are random completely, but because of the seizures and because of them being even more random in the fact that my babies are small, my children are small. Mm -hmm. I don't do as much venomous stuff anymore. Like I don't personally keep anything, but if like, 
someone, you know, down the street gets a lawnmower hit snake, I'll take it or something yeah. and, you know, grab it and get rid of it, things like that. I think last year I had you looking for an alligator in one of the ditches near your house. Yeah, uh, I went and... <laughs> well, you found it, but it was in a place where there was no way you could get to it, right? Yeah, no. Um, the That was actually... I walked over there because it was close enough for me to do it. Um, and it was a good... Uh, like a like a nice day to walk, so I did. Um, uh, <coughs> in the middle of the... Like the... Driveway. Yeah. In the middle the underneath culvert. Yeah. Yeah, un- yeah. So no one could get to it to get to it and know what, like I, I was connecting all of my long poles together to try to get it, my snatch poles. And I couldn't, it, it, it was still like going further down. I was trying to get someone to like one of the random house people that were coming outside to see what I was doing, obviously, because they were like, you know, what are you doing? Cause obviously <laughs> Why does she have a pillowcase? Why is she <laughs> a bitch? I had to. I had the same situation once. My my director got a call about an alligator on the side of a highway in a ditch, and so he. I was thinking I was off that day, or maybe and he, and he came and he picked me up to go help him. <clears throat> and we get there, and it was, it was it was in a culver, and so I had to basically lay above the culver while he tried to coax it out from front. He's and, he, and as soon as it came out far enough, I had to throw my hands down and grab it. All I remember was when I threw my hands down to grab the alligator, I punched my director in the face on my way down. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I had to apologize. So when he dropped me off at the house, he looks at Katie and goes, I hate to tell you, your husband's fired. And, <laughs> but I was not. I was not. We got the alligator out of the ditch. But that's where I, why I tell everybody, especially in Louisiana, because people always complain about alligators. I'm like, if there's a body of water, there's an alligator. Yep. And I yep. literally, ditches count also. I, I told some kids the other day, because we live in, I mean, all of us live in Southeast Texas. I told my kids the other day, about I said, yeah, any body of water in Southeast Texas has an alligator. And they're like, no. And I was like, yeah, 100%. It's full of alligators around here. I'm like, I haven't seen them. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. They're there. I was just in Dickinson last week, um, right, actually on the weekend, right before the week started, and right at the park where they have the Festival of Lights with the boys, and there was one that we saw. Yep. Over there at yeah. Paul Hopkins Park, yeah. Yep, they're all over the place, and oh, yeah. you can't. Native animals are going to be native, and that's something that you can't just you can't avoid it. We, we saw plenty of alligators yesterday. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. So uh, we want to talk. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been to Crocodile Encounter. I have before, yeah. Okay, so good. So you, so we went. That was our first time going to Crocodile Encounter in I'm it, Angleton, 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 Texas, which is 20 minutes south of us. Which is sad that we've never been there. We had Chris Dieter on two weeks two, ago. Uh, yeah, weeks two weeks ago. ago, three weeks ago. Um, but we finally got to get down there and I've got to say it is super impressive. Um, it's a wonderful place. You got it. You just got to love the dedication that they put towards giving them the enrichment that they need as far as the space that they yes. need. Yeah. Cause it's not just display animals for like, Oh, it just has a place. To, it doesn't just have a place to live. It has a place to legitimately thrive. There are no small enclosures there. No. Not a single one. I mean, they are are big, and some of them are big for just like two small alligators. Like not, I say small, but not you know huge alligators. And it's, um, and I've got to say, I really love the the attention to growing their own food. Yeah, I mean, they had oh, all the pigs. They had pigs and goats, <laughs> goats. there. Yeah. And I'm joking. They're they not don't feeding, use those for food. They're not feeding them <laughs> food. But uh, there were a bunch of little baby goats there. 
And all I could think was when I walked in there was the scene from Jurassic Park. What are they going to do with the goat? <laughs> but uh, well, it was cool because we got to see Blanco from or Blanco, who used who was on exhibit at Houston Zoo Forever, which Chris told everybody about when he was on a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, he is looking great. That's a big old alligator. And uh, I think my favorite thing yesterday was the Orinocos. Those were Those big were crocodiles. Big Man, crocodiles they were massive. Freaking gorgeous. They're not something you expect to see at, you know, in Texas. Because right? he really, he's, he's one of those roadside attractions, but he's not like the old school roadside attraction where it is, it is pretty shitty. And I've been to some of those, like in Florida, especially you get some of those roadside attractions where they, uh, they probably shouldn't be open, but it is done so well. And you don't expect to see <clears throat> four, four big Orinoco crocodiles, right? Uh, you had saltwater crocodiles, they had Nile crocodiles, they had Philippine crocodiles, they had my, my favorite, they had Chinese alligators. He did take us behind the scenes and, uh, I did get to see so many baby Chinese alligators, 50 or 60. And, uh, and I could not convince anyone in my party to pick one up and put it in their pocket or purse and bring me one home. (laughs) And I'm going to remember that at birthday and Christmas time when I don't have a Chinese alligator. And everybody's like, why didn't you get me anything? So why didn't you do it? Well, because I was keeping Chris entertained so he wouldn't see them reach in and grab the Chinese alligator. Nobody would do it for me. We uh we got to watch one of the one of the tour guides lose his uh his tongs to a uh, Nile croc. It snatched it right out of his no, uh, saltwater croc. Saltwater croc. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I didn't think it was that strong. <laughs> Ripped, right out of his Ripped it right out of pulled his it right into the water. Yeah. I didn't ask Chris if they actually if they ever found it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh. I will, so I'll give a shout out about, about Crocodile Encounter. There's two ways you can go there. Uh, they do self-guided tours where you go and you pay your money and you walk around the way you would normally do at a zoo. That's fine. That is not what I would sign up for. Because for, let's see, it's $15 for adults and $12 for children. But if you go for the Big Croc Guided Adventure Tour, which is what we went on, it's only $5 more for adults and only $2 more for children. And then three and under are free. And they actually give you a tour around. They show you the animals they feed animals there. You go for crocs and stuff as you're going around. Um, he's got a, a, several people working there. They're all very energetic. It was great. I would definitely do that. Plus, you get to go into the tortoise yard and play with tortoises. Yep. You get, get to go play with goats and all sorts of stuff. Take take the big croc guided adventure tour. Uh, it's 100% worth it. And buy some food. Yeah, buy, buy some carrots so you can feed the goats and feed the pigs. <laughs> buy some crocodile food so you can chunk it at the crocodiles. It's fun. Um Oh, you also get to feed the tortoises. I think I had more fun feeding those giant soft-shell turtles than anything. Those are big-ass soft-shell turtles. Yeah. Yeah, She, the one girl was leaning over to feed the the Philippine crocs, and all that was there were like five big soft-shell turtles eating the chicken out of the tongs. Uh, was the, oh, the big-ass kangaroo. They have a huge mm-hmm. male kangaroo. And then they had a baby lemur. That was my, of course, we're in a place full of crocodiles and all that. My daughter's favorite thing was the baby lemur. Two-month-old baby lemur. Of it course. It was awesome. How but, cute. Yeah, you- it's a it's mammal. A- <laughs> They're adorable. But uh, I would definitely make a point to go to Crocodile Encounter. Even I mean, drive there if you're within two, three, four hours. Drive there; it's worth it. Worth it. Um, it's a great place. So that's what we did this weekend. That was our our Mother's Day. I took Katie to. Well, apparently, she disappeared off into the house. But I took Katie to McDonald's because I'm a big spender like that. Took her to McDonald's for breakfast. And then, uh, and before anyone said, that's what she wanted. I didn't just like, like, hey, this is all you get for Mother's Day. <laughs> and then we went to Crocodile Counter. And then we came home and crashed because it was 90 so degrees. We, we came home and passed out oh, until like man. 7 o'clock. It was 90 degrees out there. Yeah, it was hot. But well worth it. Yeah. A lot so. of fun. 
Well, and then I did a relocation call at 1030 last night. Just as I was getting ready to go to bed, somebody messaged me that they had a big rat snake on their front porch. Luckily, it was in my neighborhood. Yeah. We got there. It wasn't on the porch anymore. The guy's like, I turned my back for two seconds and it's gone. But they had flower beds that were all overgrown. So I grabbed the flashlight and it took about two seconds. I was like, there he is. And uh, the night before, I went to your neighborhood to remove a rat snake, much smaller rat snake. It was a baby. Uh, It was was in someone's door handle, but they had a glass storm door in front of the front door, but they had no key to the glass storm door. So it was basically the snake was on exhibit inside this door. And so I had to go in the house and open it from the inside. And there it was around the handle, just grabbed it and put it in. Uh, I thought it was funny on the way out. They're like, so, so do we pay you? I was like, no, I, I'm yeah. just glad you didn't. They tried to pay me last night. Too. Did they really? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm supposed to kill it. That's yeah. all, all I'm here is so you don't kill this. Like, she was telling me the lady last night, they live right on the edge of the neighborhood and they just cleared everything behind them. Like last week. Oh yeah. It was all swamp and brush. And, uh, she said, yeah, we've had a bunch of mice in the garage, but I don't believe in killing anything. So I just use live traps for the mice and then we take them out in the field and let them go. I was like, they're just coming right back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the snakes are following him. That's why he's here. Yeah, you have free food, and I did pest control for years. And all you're doing is having free free food. Yep. And free pest control is taking care of that for you. Hey, at least they weren't using glue traps. That's right. But then this somebody actually saw a cottonmouth in my neighborhood. I've probably the one had, in the middle of the road. Yeah. I've probably had 25 cottonmouth calls in the neighborhood in the last five years. And never once has it ever actually been a cottonmouth. Never once. Always a water snake or a rat snake or something. Well, this was an actual cottonmouth that somebody got a picture of in the middle of the road. And they ushered it off the road and it got and, you know, went on about its business. But, of course, people are commenting you know, about how damn blah, 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 whatever. Then one guy decides to tag me in a video of him oh, that shooting... Broadband water snake in his front yard in a neighborhood in a densely populated neighborhood with a nine millimeter that he missed the first four times as it's sitting in the middle of a bunch of big limestone rocks. Yes, it could have ricocheted. And then best idea on the planet. Let me just tell you how good of an idea that is. (laughs) And then got indignant with everyone when they were telling him how stupid that how dangerous that was. Yeah. Then he started with, you know, the name calling and sending me nasty messages. And I'm like, dude, you did something stupid and illegal. You documented it on video and then posted, and then it, posted it. He got mad because I tagged Manuel PD in it and Manuel PD showed up at his house. Good. Good for them. <clears throat> yeah. Good. Freaking idiot. Well, I mean, you know that, you, you know, freaking Robert Shores is my cousin. Right. So what I got to do is, hey, Rob. Right. <laughs> He's the <laughs> assistant chief at Santa Fe, where I used to work. I just that that's you know we we have people that around here will every now and then will hear gunshots in our neighborhood, and I wonder now if several of the gunshots are just fucktards doing stupid shit like that. Yeah. Well, I went I went and did a relocation call a couple months ago, and one of the neighbors came out and was like, "Yeah, I shot one in my front yard a couple weeks ago," and the guy I was there with is like, "You're the idiot that was out here shooting. You're telling me you were shooting a snake." It turns out the guy showed me a picture of it. It was a freaking decays. <clears throat> the f- oh what? He shot it with a 12 gauge in his front yard. Oh my god! That's the most overkill Lord, I've ever seen Lord. in my entire life. Well, of Lord, 12 gauge shotgun to kill a decay sink. <sighs> yeah. All eight inches of the dang. Right, that's, that's amazing. Fucking oh, because that's you know just the smartest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. Stupid ass people. Friend of mine wants to know what kind of snake this is in Kingsville, was, Texas. Big old indigo on their front porch. 
I was 12 years old when a guy <clears throat> broke into my house when I was home alone in East Houston and I pointed a revolver at him that I had loaded and had ready to go and was ready to shoot this guy. And he looked at me, turned around and ran. And sure? I still shoot him. Are you I sure it wasn't a cotton mouth that came into your house? Cause they chase people. <laughs> it was a cotton mouth. I promise. No. And, and, it, and I still didn't shoot him. And it amazes me that there's people here that just. They shoot first and ask questions yeah. later. And it's just, it's, how do you, I don't understand. I, I really don't. And then there's, I, I, that's where I can't talk about, you know, guns. Yeah. I'm one of those people that's like, I have had to be in one of those positions where Me I have too. had, where, well, okay, Mr. Police Officer, <laughs> difference, <laughs> you can, I am small, okay? Someone's going to, you know, grab me. I am all of, you know, 115 freaking pounds. Right. I don't want to give somebody the reason or the, uh, I guess the, I guess the reason to be like, oh, she's small. I can, you know, just take advantage. Ain't no reason for that. And I'd rather have something to protect myself. Well, all you need is a, uh, for, well, depending on what it is. So a human, I'm guessing you need a bazooka. Because if you need a 12-gauge for a decay snake. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. Uh, you may need a small tank for a human. Yeah, that makes sense. And for a bear, you may need a stealth bomber. I think that is the uh, conversion. Fuck you, people. Yep. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, our question for this week. We... uh. I asked this question. See, I asked. I posted this five hours ago, and it already has like thirty-one comments. Oh on yeah, it. I was blowing up my phone this afternoon. I was very surprised. Great, our listeners. I mean, they chip into conversations. It's awesome. Yeah, I love oh, them. Katie, you missed our uh, crocodile encounter conversation. Do you want to throw in anything about crocodile encounter? Um, I got sunburned. <laughs> That's not crocodile encounter's fault, people. So don't blame crocodile encounter for it's the sunburn. Really not. I had an awesome time. It was a great day. Um, I am, I'm the type of person that enjoys watching the people that I love have a good time. Um, I obviously was not in that great of a mood yesterday and you guys were awesome. And I got attacked by a baby pygmy goat. That goat was obsessed with you and it was yeah. the cutest freaking was, thing ever. I was standing there holding the cup that had the carrots in it and I was talking to somebody and all of a sudden I felt something jump on my feet. Oh, he was like coming at you. <laughs> and I looked down and there's a fucking pygmy goat. Like it's, it's, a it baby was, pygmy The cup goat. was orange as well. Yeah. I don't well, know if you noticed that. But what was funny is I thought it was the cup, but then when we went back the second time, Joe had the or logan had the cup and, and so you didn't even have the cup and it still came at james it, like it hit me in the wanted, shin and jumped on my feet I'm like, it this? wanted to play it was the most fabulous thing it was great it's so cute but we did we had a great time so. yeah so again we highly recommend anybody go out there definitely check pay it out. for the pay for the big croc tour absolutely it's so much fun and and i i told chris this when we left because i used to do the education programs at the zoo where i worked for so long it's really hard for me to sit through an education program on stuff that I used to give programs on and yeah. every single, and we had, we had all the teenagers because all the older staff was actually off. So we had kind of his junior staff is what he calls it. And they all did amazing. They were all very high energy. Yeah, they'll make you feel old though. They, I did feel a little old, but that's okay. But they average age, I think was 12. They were not. <laughs> it was more like 17, maybe 18. 
But yeah, it was they. But they were all they were good. high energy. They were talking with people. They were interacting with people, and they knew what they were talking about with the animals. And they didn't try to sugarcoat <laughs> it or yep. add stuff when they didn't know. Um, and that was that. That's important. Oh, I left out uh, the Cuban Crocs. They had Cuban Crocs there. Yeah, we didn't. We, we saw their heads. We saw yes. them in the water. Never got to see them out. run. I know. I want to see them run and chase something down. That's all right. That gives us something to look. Also, got to see white buffalo. Time. They had white buffalo there. That That's cool. cool. Yeah, I stayed in the shade. Yeah, Robert away. and I yeah. stayed yeah. up while y'all walked. It's mainly because I wanted to watch Chris fish that the, the, the tongs, tongs out. out. They had, but they had bison. They had white white bison, and then they had <laughs> eland, big old African antelope. That's eland. the largest antelope in the world. Yeah, they're they're huge. Mm-hmm. Just watch them like like reach up in trees to grab stuff out of the trees. Yes. It's a big old antelope. But we did. We had a good so, time. But anyways, uh, I figured I'd let you chime in. You weren't here when we talked about it. Yeah, it was our our kids' home. So forget our kids. <laughs> Uh, so our, the question I asked this week was, what is one simple tip you would give a keeper to help make their keeping easier? Uh, I'll read these and then we'll go around the four of us and we'll kind of things that uh, helped us make them easier. I know Robert chimed in, so I'll have Robert read his when we get to it. But uh, our friend Brittany Patchett said, don't overcomplicate. Although make sure you thoroughly do your research prior to bringing an animal into your life. There are a bunch of animals I would love, but no, they wouldn't realistically fit into my lifestyle. Uh, which Robert talked about. And here, uh, the herd of tortoises he would like, but we don't really live in a situation where you can have outside tortoises where we live because right. our yards are the size of a sheet of paper. But that, I would definitely agree with that. Oh, the problem is, what? You love my yard. <laughs> I, I want my yard that's in Louisiana that can fit a football field in. Yeah. You could fit a football field in my Oh, yeah. Yard. Nice. Yeah, that, we saw a house. There was a house down the street from uh, Crocodile Encounter for sale. And Robert and I were, we were not driving together, but we both had the same thought when we saw it. It was like, hey, look, look at the house. And then we thought, the yard. Oh, yeah. Yep. I can bet a bunch of tortoises. A lot of tortoises. I said that exactly to Rachel. And then we get there, and James like, you said house for sale? I see so many spots for tortoises. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I literally said the same thing five minutes ago. The, the, I have a chicken coop that I have one of my tortoises in that one of I actually. A raccoon broke in and killed one of my redfoot tortoises oh. about two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it's a raccoon. The camera that I put up has found a big, fat-bodied thing. Yeah, let's uh, hope it's a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a raccoon. it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it, it was a smaller one that I got from Carl that I had in a separate tub outside that was outside. And this is a chicken coop that we sep- well, that I separated into two separate things so that I could have two separate tortoise pens for it. Like two separate of them. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, I ended up getting more tortoises because people, you know, find them all the time. And this last one was one that someone found covered in pink paint, just walking around and Oof. it's doing it. Yeah. Oh my just God. a happy red foot, just covered in pink nail polish. I saw the post about that earlier. Y'all got most of the paint off, didn't you? That was a different tortoise. Oh, that's a different one. Yep. Yeah, please don't paint your tortoises. They're, All the time. The shell's a living thing. Uh, don't cover it with paint. Yeah. They, they can breathe through them, and they it's something that people do. It's very strange, and it stays on a really long time because it's made out of keratin, so it sticks to them just like nail polish. <laughs> Darren Watson in the, set, the chat said, keep your tortoise in your bathroom like most people. Yeah, that, what, what could go wrong there? That's right. What could go wrong? Um, but no, the, the, I don't know what exactly happened, but this 
something got into this enclosure to where it actually like flipped the entire thing. And our dog has three legs, so she can't. Not quite sure how. That's crazy. Flipped it, yeah, because our dog. Raccoons are tricky. They can do a lot of stuff. Yes, they are. They got they got little people hands. Yes, they do. Yeah, and our dog is dumb. So um, (laughs) well, I know, like, I know that she would like have something to do with it. Because she's she's very 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 smart. She's very smart, but she is. She could like she wouldn't be able to do it. Let me grab her. Hold on, you'd love her. Right. <laughs> so I was going to continue real quick with what Brittany said. Brittany said she ended up realizing reptiles are not in her wheelhouse uh, because Brittany has a lot of tarantulas. Yes, it's an understatement, but a lot of tarantulas and birds. And so she knows that she just can't do both that. So that that knowledge of knowing what you can't do, which we've talked about with so many different people on the show, is very important. That 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 ability to know what you can and cannot do is probably some of the best advice you could give somebody. There you go. That is a dog. It looks <laughs> yep. very confused. She's like, I don't understand what is she happening looks right now. So confused. Yep. <laughs> She's like, I was I was doing nothing and now I'm, on I'm a just podcast. here. <laughs> I have no idea what to do now. Yes, yes, but she actually lost her leg because she decided she was going to climb a chain link fence. Ow. Yeah, and now she matches the cat that has the missing leg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then this thing has no eyeballs. Oh, goodness. What is... So you, just have a cat. A, you just have a whole defective house of animals. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Oh, wait. No, wait. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. She's going to come up with a cat with That's no legs. Nice. It's just easy to get because it can't get away. How funny. She disappeared. Now she's, having chase, she's chasing around a three-legged cat. <laughs> trying to see who's over here in the chat. Victor's in the chat. Hey, Victor. Morelia House said hi. Uh, Facebook user again. Oh, God, it's a ball sack. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a real ball sack for the listeners who can't see the video. It's a naked kitty. He has a full heart murmur. So he has the actual issue that the cats have. It's a special ball sack. (laughs) The the three-legged one. How? So all of the defective cats. <laughs> I love it. I've, I've now seen three too many cats. <laughs> Robert, Robert, Robert had fun with people about cats in his neighborhood lately. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, no. I saw someone post the other day. You shared uh, they were upset because their cats were starting to get killed by coyotes and all this stuff. And I'm like, mm. they, they don't die if they're she was inside. Talking, it was a lady right here in, in Manville. And she was, you know, calling the, the coyote and bobcats are monsters. Have you lost any cats to these monsters? That's like, all right, if you put a free pizza on a table and say, hey, here's a free pizza, I'm probably going to have some of that pizza. Yeah. (laughs) If not the whole thing. Yeah. Don't be upset when you put your animal in nature and then nature does what nature does. Like Nature is nature. Nature is going to exist whether you want it to or not. That's right. You you know what kind of cat has never been killed by a coyote? An inside inside cat. cat. Inside cat has never been killed by a coyote. Unless you have a coyote in your house, which I doubt it. 
I doubt. Then you have a whole nother completely different issues. Issue. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something else that, that I can say that worked working at a wildlife shelter. I've worked at multiple different wildlife shelters that are um, state ran. A lot of the things that come in are my cat did this, or I saw a cat do this, or a cat did this, or my neighbor's cat, or my cat, or my cat brought this inside. And a lot of the times that anytime a cat touches anything, it has to be put down. Oh, yeah. Something that a lot of people don't want to hear, don't want to, you can't tell them. They're going to be like, oh, is it going to (laughs) live? Well, this uh, baby bunny's missing its head, but y'all can save it, right? It's yeah. Right. The, the guts are hanging out. Its liver is falling <laughs> off, but sure, it's gonna be just. My fine. cat was just playing with it. Oh god, I hate that. Yeah, wonderful. Well, wonderful. I have a coworker, and so this is a person who's got a degree, and they're a biology teacher in high school, and and I had to educate him on on how cats, feral cats, really do damage. And, you know, his thought was, well, my my cats are outside, but they're. They're pet cats. They don't. They they don't do anything. Like he genuinely thought that really, because genuine, they were domestic, that, that that they wouldn't do anything. I'm like, no, the, those things still kill. Like they are programmed to kill, and they will do it for fun. They are not. They are not innocent little dogs. I say this all the time. Dogs are fucking stupid. You you find starving dogs on the side of the road all the time because they don't know how food works if it's not in a bowl. Cats. You rarely see starving cats because they can kill shit. Yep. And they do it just because they can. Yeah. Those people that are like, well, my cat brings me presents on my doorstep. That, that's a fucked up animal. Yeah, those are animals. Psychopath. That's, that is a, that's a serial killer. Uh, anyways. That blind one that I have is actually one of the best killers in the house. <laughs> um, she is the, she was a gift for Cody. My grandpa has a absolutely Stunning, gorgeous, beautiful Maine Coon cross of a cat who was just the biggest C U N T late, just horrible cat. I'm not good at spelling. What was that? No. Oh. <laughs> she will run across the counter to attack you. She's li- like, a, she's <laughs> Her name is Gigi. She's terrible. She's just absolutely beautiful. She's stunning. And so when I saw Maria Maticola, had her for adoption because she's the one that had her and had her available. So it's Maria's I was like, fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is that one is Maria's fault. Um her name was Daphne, which was really strange. But we ended up naming her um oh, now I can't remember my own my own cat's name. <laughs> Doesn't matter. This is the problem. Well this is the problem with the seizures I have issues. But she is one of the cats that I have to keep out of the rooms, she has pushed through one of the large glass exoterra tops <laughs> and has attacked and killed an adult lychee. Oh my god. Oh, that's uh <laughs> that'd be a dead cat. That would be a dead cat. I could not Oh, oh. it was a it was and, and and that's another one of the things with the whole new keepers. When you have animals But they want to play with each other. And they, they want to play with each other. You can have one animal its entire life and never have a problem and never have any problems ever. The more animals you have, the more issues you're going to have. You're going to have problems. You're going to have issues. You're never not going to have problems. You're never not going to have problems. Right. Issues happen. Sick things, nothing is never going to happen. Well, that's always you see the pictures of cats laying on top of a screen lid. And like, my cat loves to lay here and watch the tortoises. 
take the screen lid off and see what it really wants to do to the tortoise. Right. It really wants to enjoy doing. And we, you know, keep them locked out of our bedroom. And this is just one of those times that she got in there. And it's not like she can physically, you know, see. Her eyes are scooped out of her skull. She has no eyeballs in there. sounds horrible. (laughs) They were hanging out of her face when she was found. So So they were scooped out. And so she looks like a permanent anime cat. She can't see anything. But she can see perfectly fine, basically, and, you know, attack and kill anything. See, that's when, like, it killed a lychee, and I just wait for her to bring out this taxidermy cat. This was the cat that killed a lychee, and it's just a taxidermy cat now. And it wasn't just a lychee. It was one of those super granites from Carl. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. That's painful. And it was one that had just gotten to be um, breeding age as well. Yeah, the story does not get better. Oh. It was, yeah, no, it it was, it, it yeah, it's. So, so uh, to go with our question, advice that I would give to a keeper: keep your cats away from your animals. Yeah, uh, they don't want to to be friends. They don't. They really don't. As much as everybody says they want to be friends, uh, our next person on here, Laura, said quarantine all new animals, which I strongly recommend, mm-hmm. and know who your reptile vet will be before you bring your animal home. Not all vets uh, <laughs> will see reptiles. So knowing who will up front is important. It is important to have an animal vet, but quarantine is a huge thing. And it's not that hard. Just find another room in your house where you can put a cage or whatever. Or a closet. Or a closet. Closet. It's it's a constant. Or a closet. (laughs) Our closet is a constant quarantine room. These last two are just freaking huge. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? The problem is the person that built the cages just built big cages. Oh, those four-foot cages are in your closet? Yeah. Yeah. Stacked on top of each other. Well, it takes up less room if they're stacked on top of each other. They're huge. Huge. About four foot? Yeah. And I can't hang clothes over the top of them. No, no, I can't. So all of your clothes are shoved onto my side of the closet. Well, when my dad comes to visit and we redo the snake room, that'll be about the time to take them out. Sweet. And we can get those cages upstairs. I only have like two more months. Feel your pain, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is we literally have a reptile in like every room. Especially now that I've put, because, well, you had your little snake in the the living room anyways, because you have that, that really awesome focus cube. Yeah. And then I moved the crested gecko in there. We have the newts we, in we the kitchen. We even have our fat ass newts in the kitchen. The, we have the, we have our oh, Spanish okay. rib newts. So we have Spanish rib newts. Weirdest fucking thing the other day. <laughs> I fed them. I knew and, he was going to. And then I looked in there and I, I said, "What the fuck is that?" It was like a condom with a hand. It shed it its shed entire its outer entire layer. Outer layer. And you can see growing. one of the hands floating. And they were just floating in the water. And it I looked, guess they ate it because I haven't seen it. Oh, it looked like a fucking condom with an arm. It was so. It was, Weird, weird ass newts. Of course, he came and woke Forgot us up. I did not wake you up. You were already awake, and y'all ran there to look at the weird we ass condom with an it. arm. It was <laughs> so very strange. So they're in there. Um, they're 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 living a happy life in the kitchen. We're gonna have to do some shifting though, because my animals from school have to come home in the next two weeks. Fuck. So we're fixing to have to do some shifting. Yeah. Not looking forward to that. No. <laughs> uh, our, our friend Megan said, invest in quality supplies and ask experienced keepers where they like to shop, which is good. Uh, she says, I promise the answer isn't going to be PetSmart or Pepco. Petco, just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's quality. And just because it's labeled for reptiles doesn't mean it's better. Don't be afraid to shop around and get creative. You can save so much money on things like bowls and hides you can put into your to better quality lighting or heating for your enclosures. So Megan was one of the people that... <laughs> 
whenever she was asking me, because I watched the podcast with Gina, whenever she was asking me about that bull snake, she was asking, man, she, the list of questions that she sent me. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you that I was going to throw my phone, <laughs> why? Like, why? why did, she could have Googled that. Uh, what, what, what? She did. She, and, she Googled it from you. You, you are Google. Basically, but I was just like, I was like, uh. I would trust and, you over Google any day. And I don't mind that, which is great. I mean, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that. But it's some, the basic shit that gets annoying. Yes. And I also, I don't like to, it, it's not that I don't like to tell people that I work for Josh. I also work for the bio dude. Um, and I run his business page as well. And. <laughs> oh, a lot of questions. I, I sent someone today on his third question that's on my FAQ page. I just sent him a link to the FAQ page. And I was like, hey, man, most of these questions are answered on here. Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you. I saw a screenshot the other day in, in one of our chats. Uh, someone had a customer who had bought an animal from them, then messaged them asking, hey, what was the birthday of this animal? Yeah. And uh, the person said, "Well, we don't give them birthdays. We give them, you know, hatch a week. You know, you have a week here at hatch periods. somewhere, somewhere in this period. So pick a day in here." Uh, the person said, "Had they not known, or had they known that they they, they didn't know a birth date, an exact birth day for this animal, they would not have bought it." And they saw that on their website, uh, there's a 25 percent uh, restocking fee. So they were glad to pay the pay the restocking fee to return this animal that they loved. They loved the way it looked. They wanted everything about it. They were going to return it because it didn't have a birthday. A high-end bearded dragon. Yeah. When they gave them the birth week. They could have picked any fucking day in that week. And this person's like, I just no, I can't do that. Uh, your fucking bearded dragon doesn't know when it was yeah. born. It's very important that I know birthdays on all my animals because we celebrate them, is what they say. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I made the same face, Lainey. Yeah. <laughs> all of us did. Yeah, I read that multiple times. Like, there's no way that they said in the... Because they said in there they loved the way it looked, the color and everything, but they wanted to return it because they didn't know the birthday. Yeah. And then I get animals surrendered to me. Like I was speaking of bearded dragons, the animals that can come from any situation ever on the planet. I was doing a herp show once. I came home to a box on my porch of one of the most beautiful, bright red, this color bearded dragons I've ever seen on and, the planet. And then you returned it because you didn't know it's birthday. No, it was the most healthy thing on the planet, and it said, sell this for me. I'm going to the military. Oh. <laughs> it had its birthday written down. Oh, look. Just, um, imagine, though, that story done with humans. Or, yeah. Imagine someone adopts a child. They're not sure when that child was born because they just found the child. They can't say, we don't know exactly, but we know it's probably about this age. Oh, well, if I didn't know, you can have the child back. I don't know its birthday, so you can just have the kid <laughs> back. I don't, I don't want this kid. I need one that has a birthday. Fucking idiots. Goodness. Yep. Uh, get birthday and just give it to her. <laughs> I just, you know, I've got to imagine when when the person that got that message from the customer, they, they didn't expect, they probably would have just given it a random birthday had they known this person was that crazy. But you don't expect someone to go, I don't want it because I don't know the exact day it was born. I'm willing to pay you 25% of what I've already paid you. To take it back. because you don't know when the birthday yeah, is. take it back just because it doesn't, you can't give me the birthday. People message us. Gina's paid all the time for birthdays. Well, what information can you give me? Oh, you don't know when it was born? Uh, no, we actually got it fully grown. Uh, you know, I don't know. 
it doesn't you know, it doesn't change the animal. So that happened my, with our bearded dragon in my classroom because she's a rescue. Mm-hmm. A friend of ours rescued her. She had MBD. She got her all all better, all healthy. Um, we have no idea when her birthday is. We have no idea how old she is. We can guesstimate. Um, my fifth graders one year were like, her birthday is going to be in October. I'm like, all right, pick Sounds a date. Good. Let's go. Wonderful. And I'm like, let's and do it. <laughs> Darren Watson says you can't throw, Darren says you can't throw a party if you don't know the date. And he said they bought custom party hats. They had to, they were ready for it. And you know what? Them kids were happy. <laughs> oh. As long as happy, it doesn't matter. Robert, do you want to do a, an overview of what you said? I don't remember what I said, but I'll go find Hold on, let me go to it real quick. I know it was something about... Don't I said something about um, reptiles being um, opportunistic eaters, people that constantly try to, to feed them. You know, they're, a lot of the reptiles that we see nowadays are obese mm-hmm. and overweight. And a lot of the times, you know, we're at shows and we have these you know, nice, fat, healthy animals and people come up and they're like, oh my God, that's so big. Nope. Normal size, ready to go. Healthy. Yep. Animal. Are you sure? Are you sure you've seen a healthy one? Before? Yeah. I, uh, I said, find one mentor and stick with them. Getting advice from 19 people in a Facebook group will get you 19 different answers. Don't overcomplicate things. Take your time on growing and stick to what you like. And then I also in the comments said, um, you know, somebody was, you know, thinking of Victor. We were joking back yeah. and forth, and I was like, I could go on and on. Like, throw the damn feeding charts away. Feed a rodent that looks right for the animal. Who gives a shit if it's a few grams too big or too small? Stop listening to people who just got into the hobby but already have a YouTube channel and their own Facebook group. All they're doing is regurgitating shit they read without actually having experienced any of it. Quit, quit worrying about a feeding on a schedule. The snake does not care if you feed a couple days late or a couple days early. I always laugh when people are like, I forgot to feed my snake yesterday and it was his scheduled feeding day. What do I do? I love those. <laughs> then you feed it today. Yeah, fuck or tomorrow today. or next fucking week. Garrett huh? Hartle, I heard talking about one. No, it wasn't Garrett. One of the guys that has a bunch of the carpet pythons and stuff. He was like, I just feed them when I remember. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I oh, shit, a- I think it's been like three weeks I fed them. I guess I'll feed them today. I had a adult female... Um, Erin Jaya that I fed give or take about once a month and she maintained her weight really well for you know a really long time and a friend of mine has her now and he has fed her for a basis of once a month a small to medium rat he'll vary it from um, I was feeding her medium to large rats and he'll feed her small to medium rats and she still maintains the same weight and that's a one month feeding like once a month feeding and she's already fully grown, already fully sized. She's give or take about nine feet and perfectly fine. Feeding is one of those things. It's I've heard so many different stories about people fuck this up because they don't. One, uh, well, the next thing was Jason Milleradovich said, research up front and be prepared to get set up for your reptile before they actually get there. Research. Because I'll, I've seen people that because when they bought it, they were feeding it pinkies. They keep feeding it pinkies. Yeah. The entire time because yeah. no one told them they had to switch up. Uh, you'll see folks that uh, get so lost and confused on how to feed something because they were told one thing at the beginning and they don't realize like babies eat once a week on certain species. Okay. I'll feed my babies once a week. 
But at two, three years old, I'm not feeding once a week. They're older. They're eating less. Mm-hmm. But yet people still keep them on that feeding regimen. And so when you get a 10-foot Burmese python, they're like, oh, no, I got to keep feeding this thing large rabbits or, or you know, a rabbit once a week or large rats once a week. I'm like, well, that's why your thing has rolls. Yep. And then you look at bearded dragons and they're wondering why they have gout and they're feeding them, you know, they're telling, they're saying, oh, well, I'm trying to feed it greens and it's not eating. And, it, and you're sitting there trying to tell them what you need to, to you need to starve it. Yeah. And then they're, they're and saying that's all they will eat. <laughs> yeah. And then the person sitting there, I can't do that to my animal. That's evil. That's horrible and abuse. And it's like, okay, well, you're going to kill your animal having it have, you know, acid that is poisoning its body because you're refusing to give it a couple of days of a break yep. just to get a break to make it hungry enough to eat something else. You have to have it hungry enough to eat something else. You're not going to let your kid wake up at five o'clock in the morning and drink a freaking soda and go eat ice cream. My Why? students, um, my students are our caretakers for our animals. And it's funny because they learned real quick that I don't give in when the animals are spoiled. Mm -hmm. So like the bearded dragon went through a phase where she only wanted to eat if you were feeding her by the tongs. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, we are not doing this. And Mm -hmm. they were like, well, what what do we need to do? I said, we're going to not feed her for a few days. And then when she's hungry, she will eat out of her bowl like she is supposed to. They were like, is that safe? I'm like, yep, let me show you. So I like pulled up some research to show them. And, but our leopard gecko does that. Like she'll eat. And like with leopard geckos, they'll tell you to feed them like every couple days, like a few here or there, a few crickets here or there or whatever. She's, she's never really been one for that. Like I will put a couple in every other day or every three days and she won't touch them. She eats 10 to 12 crickets once a week and then she's done for the week. Like she will literally like look at it and turn around and go back in her house. Like she wants nothing to do with it. And she's been like that since I got her. I mean, and she's two yeah. years old. And Think, Things will eat when they're hungry. Yeah. The, the yes. only times where, where things like that are tricky. Uh, babies, new, you know, new hatched or born babies. Sometimes some fail to thrive and they won't eat. Imports. Some fail to thrive and won't eat. Yep. But if you have something that's on a regular feeding schedule and then all of a sudden it's like, I don't want to eat. And nothing changed as far as housing and care and it's still healthy. It'll fucking eat when it's hungry. Yeah. And I tell my kids, I'm like, look, let's watch it. If she goes more than a week without wanting to eat anything, if they lose at that weight. point, we'll, we'll start paying more closer attention. But if it's a day or two, yeah. I And I guess if I were to give advice to anybody, I, I would tell people not to freak out over little things. Well, no. Keep water, it water, worry about if they were going any more than a couple of days. Let's say a couple of days is okay. A week is where I would get, okay, are you going to drink water? Uh, two weeks is where I'd be like, all right, you need to do something with water. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks with food? No, I wouldn't worry. I, I'd be like, okay, y- you're, you'll be okay. You'll, you're going to eat eventually. Well, and it's funny because my first rule is like, is, is, there, is there poop in her cage? Did she go to the bathroom? Yeah, we cleaned that out. I'm like, if she's still going to the bathroom, she is fine. Don't even worry There's about some- it. <laughs> well, and I know, Lainey, you guys probably see a lot of leopard geckos, you told me this before, that are blind from people putting bright-ass UV lights and stuff on them 
when a leopard gecko what? is like the last one that needs. I don't even have light on mine. She just uses the classroom lights. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's something that I have trouble with being, I guess, somebody that does, you know, like rescue and then somebody that promotes, you know, bioactivity. I want to be somebody that does the best with, I guess, enrichment as possible. And leopard geckos, geckos in general, it, it is scientifically proven that geckos, just geckos species in general, what they will do is they will take a small, tiny part of their body and stick it in the light to get what they want, whether it be the tip of their tail, mm-hmm. the tip of their foot, their itty bitty like toenail, their elbow, and then they'll go on about their business. They don't need, you know, their whole body in it. Right. They don't need a chunk of their body in it. So when you want need to give them these things because they do and can get, you know, metabolic bone disease without mm-hmm. getting, without having UVB and having, um, the proper, you know, calcium supplements and everything that they need, they can still get those issues without having it. So they do in some cases need it, but it needs to be different setups, more coverage for yes. them to have instead of, you know, just shoving the light on there, having more coverage for them to hide. And that is one thing I like with uh, the new VivTech bulbs, the dimming ability is that you can put them on on a timer and you can ramp them up. If you have like a herbstat, you can put ramp them up, ramp them down. You can do it uh, kind of the way it would be done in nature instead of just all day straight sunlight, which is kind of how we've, we've it's, it is how we've done it for for years. Or like uh, our buddy Travis Wyman will have his timer come on and they'll get UV light for thirty minutes here, and then no UV light for several hours, and then come on and give them some UV light for thirty minutes here. Yep, the same way you would kind of get it as it moves over a tree over the trees and you get those spots of light coming through here or there throughout the day. Yeah. And then that's where I would get more clutter than anything else as far as coverage goes, because that is where they get, I guess the, the better enrichment from the light from is, is that's where they're getting, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to, the right words I'm trying to say with it. The They need the lighting, yes, but they're not going to use it like everything else will. However, if you let them, if you set it up right, they'll use it. Yes. They'll use what yeah. they need when they need yeah. it. You know, I, exactly. I just recently had someone with a blind leopard gecko and they had it on paper towels in a 10-gallon terrarium with a, with a big-ass T5 light that hung off both ends. <laughs> And what? no hide, no nothing, just a log for it to sit on. We and just changed up our leopard gecko's cage. Uh, our The caretaker that had her two weeks ago, she was like, should we rearrange her cage? I'm like, let's do it. So I pulled out my box with like all my different stuff. So we left her, her water bowl in there just because that particular water bowl worked so great for her. But they got to completely like we did like a full bedding change and we did normally we just spot clean. Uh, but we did a full bedding change, and they put, like, different hides and stuff in there. Leopard geckos, are so, they're so easy to spot, and they shit in one corner. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great. I had a leopard gecko for over 26 years that in one in one corner, specifically yeah. in one little corner, 
Only and if we person. if we <laughs> rotate her cage, like if we move her cage, like because I told him I said, watch this, this is gonna be cool. I put a little piece of tape on the corner where she always goes to the bathroom, and we we completely rotated the whole cage. I said, watch, she's still only gonna use this corner because they were like, well, maybe because it's the back corner. I'm like, no, there's she wants a privacy when she goes to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm telling you, she will only go because I teach third grade, so you know my eight year olds are fascinated with all this. Pipe poop. They are, and so, but sure enough, over the next like two weeks, it was it then became the front corner. They're like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. But you should be like, y'all all poop in the same place every day. Also, I mean, our our guinea pigs the same way. She poops one inch to the left of her litter box because she won't shift her butt. Ah, I'm so she's oh so God. close to being litter trained. So Our friend close. James Bagoli, who is uh, the manager of the herb shop and is also a gecko breeder, he breeds all the tiny, tiny little things. Yeah, um, he said they yep. they just took in a leopard gecko at the shop that was literally cooked because the vet oh. said heat lamp, UVB, and a UTH. No. Jeez. So they created an oven. oven yeah. yeah. God. And then that's where you need to have space because reptiles need to thermoregulate. Right. But when you put them and and that's the, the really <laughs> shitty part because we have, we use what we have available to us. And unfortunately the normal floor spaces of the aquariums are what we have available for yeah. us to use mm-hmm. and for us to and that is 5, 10, 15, 20 gallons. Right. I've seen so many things over the years of like random shit over time. Like a couple months ago, a guy called, you know, Gina's page and said, you know, can I come drop something off? I need to come drop off a ball python. He's not eating, you know, this and that and the other. And I'm like, great. You know, that's fine. Bring him over. He brings me this ball python that he had no heat on whatsoever on aspen bedding that he was feeding pinky mice every two weeks. <laughs> and he, he was taking it to go do Uber Eats drives with him. Because that snake, snake loves going out and doing stuff like that. Yeah, it loves it. And then he freaked out when I picked it up. <laughs> he said that it bit him. And then I was worried about it because it was biting him. But then it's like, I'm looking at this enclosure and it's covered in shit. Yeah. And it's, it has no hide and like a dog bowl for a water bowl. And then the hide that he gave me in a separate box was a hamster hide. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I understand using, you know, used supplies. That's wonderful. And that's great. It would have cost you five fucking dollars to go on Amazon. Yeah. Get that other hide for it, you know, all this other stuff that you could have gotten. A tub would have been so much better for this snake than this tank would have been. Well, the problem I have with uh with lots of like, so bearded dragons are the one. You have to go big when they're little because they're such a high temperature animal that you can't put them in a ten gallon because there's no cool side to a ten gallon once you get them to the right temperature. Right. And people always want to go well. Can I put them in the, you know, I mean, like the minimum is a 20 gallon, but then the problem is they're going to outgrow the 20 gallon in a few months. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, it's, you gotta be careful there. And that's kind of where we are with these things. But, uh, how much temper, how, how hot they really need it. And they look at you like they're stupid yeah. because they, you know, us as people, you ask somebody, you know, what type of care sheet does a human need? Ha ha ha. And you're like, Oh, I like 75 degrees. And then you look at people like Gina and you don't realize Gina keeps her house at 85 degrees. Yeah. Fuck that. Water. That's oh. not fucking happening. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Gina's house. <laughs> I, uh, I say, your house is hot. Your house is hot. <laughs> yeah, no, I could do that. No way. Uh, no, she keeps it hot. Well, I mean, I say that, and I was like, Robert got here tonight, and he's like, hey, Katie, why are you on your porch? I'm like, I'm freezing, and I'm in, like, long sleeves sitting on the porch. But <laughs> I'll take freezing. But the, the, the thing with temperatures is – I had somewhere really good to go sorry. with this, and then Katie interrupted I'm with her sorry. story about being cold. So what happens when you have an, an SVT episode, man. You get cold. SVT? <laughs> isn't that a TV show? Shit, I wish. Um, fuck me. I'll come back to it. It'll be good. <laughs> so sorry. Jason really also said he loves the VivTech bulbs. They use them at the shop. He says that when he does weekly testing with UVB, uh, they're still still running great. So again, I can't I can't say enough about UVB for, for by VivTech bulbs, um, because I see in a bunch of groups of people shit on them because they just don't know. That's right. what I want to I want to get a monitor uh, the the UV monitor. The, yeah, I want to get the the is it going to monitor? Is yeah, it a, it's a it's a yeah. I mean, it, it, so it, it monitors the amount of UV. This Me, it measures. Out. It's a a measure. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a measure. Measure it. It's a the fuck. What are they called? I don't know, but my brain has stopped working now that you interrupted, and I'm still trying to remember what I was trying to think of. Anyways, uh, my the sulcata I have in the other room is a prime example of how well this UV light is working. Uh, that thing has just ballooned since I moved it into that cage. Um, it's crazy. But uh, where was I going with temperature? It was really important, and I just can't remember it now. Oh, no. no what I know what it was. We're good. To, the, the problem, and I've talked about this with reptiles, the problem with reptiles is that they are so hardy um and so many people keep their reptiles in such shitty shitty ways and in their mind it didn't die therefore what they were doing was right um you know i, I was talking to a co-worker the other day and they're talking about turtles you know talking about well you keep them in a small tank they won't get any bigger than the tank that's not true turtles grow no matter what if your animal is stunted because of how you're keeping it that's because of how you're keeping it and the problem with turtles they can. They can live through that shit for a yep. long time. They just get deformed to the size of the enclosure. Yep. Yeah. And so. And that's it. I have a bearded dragon right now that um, it's in a uh, little 20 gallon, which isn't, it's not bad or anything. The, the problem that it has, the lady calls and she's like, so I, I need some help and I'm not quite sure what's wrong. My, my bearded dragon is chewing on itself. And I'm like, what? That's weird. Uh, it should not be doing that, in case anybody's wondering. Exactly. I, I like, like to randomly lay in her water bowl. Oh yeah, I was like, what? Huh? And and she was like, yeah, he's he's chewing on his feet, and I was like, can I see that? And she sends me these pictures, and I'm looking at the bulbs, and she's got these regular ass just light bulbs on it. I get him set up and perfectly fine. He's the moment he had regular temperatures in order to regulate properly, he yeah. stopped chewing. He's not chewing on himself at all anymore. All I have to do is wait for his toes to fall off. Oh man. They're, they're at the point where they're falling off, but he's and that's, you know, talking about, you know, rescue things when you get things that you look at and you know exactly what you're looking at to know that it doesn't need, you know, anything serious other than, a chlorhexidine soak, some antibacterial, you know, medicine, and then a clean enclosure, some food and some thermoregulation, and that's it. Yeah. And you're good to go. 
and now he's fine and his his all he has to do is shed a good time and his toe should fall off his the couple of toes that he was chewing on should fall off how old is he is he like little little or oh no dang yeah hold on let me go grab him that's so crazy that's why it's important. I mean, I had a dog that chewed her, his toenails, but the vet said that was an allergy thing. Like he, we never had to cut his toenails. I missed that ever because he would chew. I, I miss not having toenails. to cut dogs' toenails. They, Neither of they could tell me it's an allergy issue. I don't care. I never had to cut his toenails. We never had to cut his toenails, which was great. It was so. My other dog, we had to because she had little dew claws, and they would curve oh, in. Otis, he's getting. He's at a point now where he needs his done again. Yeah. Does he sound like you're trying to murder him when you cut his toenails? Uh, no, he's pretty good. Oh, look, there's a baby. He's so cute. Oh, look at Oh, wow. Those are... Fucking Darren. He just asked when is his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. That one right there. Yep. So crazy. That's slight MBD, but it's not bad enough that... He's alert, though. Look at him. He is. Oh, he's great. He's and, like, and, hey, they were, people? and they were like, oh, he doesn't eat any greens whatsoever. He's He doesn't do any of that. He doesn't like any vegetables. He's mean. <laughs> uh, Darren said, we're talking about people needing, not getting the information they need. Darren said, that's why groups but, and podcasts are valuable. He's going to eat the vegetables. Oh, look at him. Wow, he went down on that. But Aaron said that's why this group and podcast are so valuable. Uh, Newbies sometimes just don't know or they go off the info from one source. And if you listen to this podcast, you can learn so much. And and a lot of them. There's a lot of great podcasts that you can learn from now. Um, And one of the uh, people, their comment on here, one of the things, advice they would give keepers is listen to podcasts. It's unlimited learning whilst – they use the word whilst. Whilst you drive. Don't watch the the YouTube videos, you know, with – Brian Barcheck and all that, and yeah, that that, that is that is a problem with a lot of YouTube. Uh, and when we talked about Robert and I have talked about it. There are people that we know locally that have just got just gotten ball pythons, and they start a channel, or they just lay had their first clutch of eggs, and now they feel they need to go out and tell people how to breed. Yeah, uh, you're not. It's it, it's okay if you're not the person giving people advice. It's okay. The, the people that just have animals in general and think that they know how to to do everything because they, you know, just have something. And it's, well, and it's, it's like, this is why. This, this yeah, with that beauty. and the MBD and the issues and the dehydration is why we have issues because you didn't do enough research to know that there were things that you could have done on a regular basis that were simple. And she didn't even know that she could give it regular vegetables from the store. She didn't know <laughs> that you could regular, regular ass kale. You can, can you only can feed them that dehydrated stuff at PetSmart that you add water to and they eat out of a bowl. That's the only thing they can eat. Well, oh my God. that, that uh, bearded dragons on our living room that I got from that girl, I've told it on here a couple of times. She, uh, she thought it was a male. She had had him for two years. Turns out I get it home and it's a female. And it, uh, she was feeding it freeze-dried crickets. What? That's what she fed it for two years. Oh, my yeah. God. So she had severe MBD. She couldn't even walk when I first got her. She could bite, though. She bit the shit out of me the first day I had her. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to find food. Right. But, um, you know, started giving her supplements, gave her UV. Um, 
She's the one that you said when you put the Viv Tech light on, she just like ran ran to it. it. Yes. I wish I would have been videoing it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was very disappointed that mine did not react that way. And she's now... Like, she's like, one of those oh, that... Robert did this, so mine will too. And she not. sees you, she runs over to the log and gets on top of it and looks at you like, hey, food. I know I ate 20 mealworms earlier. I mean, superworms earlier, but I'll eat 20 more. And it's uh-huh. like, no, no. <laughs> uh, one so of my okay's is, is like that. It, it'll come right to the side of the glass as soon as you walk up to the cage and want you to pick it up. And it's a toke, but it wants you to pick it up. And it will eat you. Nope, not at all. I disagree. Nice. I disagree. It, You're lying. They're God, all I fucking evil. I want it's okay so bad, but I can't do it. They're so evil. All you want. That's okay. Go ahead. It's fine. Disagree. Fucking Satan lizards. I love it. No, th- th- this is actually one of the, it's a really weird uh, rescue situation as well that actually came from a crocodile encounter situation. Um, Jared Zellers. I don't know. That yeah. Either, but apparently... Mm. Apparently, I'm glad I don't know that name. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm not gonna. He wants to. Just in case he wants to say I was mean or anything, but um, it was a situation with involving him that I ended up getting this captive bred toke, and this toke was for some reason put into his responsibility and it was a captive bred animal that was bought from Kristen Dion the toke breeder and mm-hmm. then it was sold at a healthy recorded 24 28 grams something like that and when I got it it was 11 grams oh, wow. damn and it, it looked like it was like dying that's crazy I have no idea. I have no idea how I even got this toke back to. I'm going to, I'm going to get us back on topic. I'm going to get us back to this. So I can finish this question. Yeah. Uh, Angel, this is, this is one we kind of hinted at, but it said, uh, his, his advice was get a schedule and keep to it. Schedule feedings, missing spot cleanings, monthly cleanings, anything else you can think of. Keep your reptile room clean. Your reptiles maintained. It allows you to have small interactions, uh, with your collection. Um, couple things there. I agree. A schedule is great for cleaning. A great cleaning schedule, um, going in, checking waters, all that stuff. But we talked about the feedings. So uh, actually, a, a feeding schedule for lizards. Tortoises. I was just going to say for variety, and not necessarily for this is the day I'm going to feed them, but this is the day I'm going to feed them this, and this is the day I'm going to feed them this. So if you have an animal that gets a varied diet, well, a was, schedule could be great. Not necessarily even a. So I was watching schedule. a Dave Kaufman video, and he was in Florida visiting a guy who breeds. Uh, black Burmese mountain tortoises, which is, ah, I want one so bad. But Dave has, <laughs> Dave has one, and he said his problem is that his gets very picky. There are times where he'll only eat tomatoes or only eat lettuce. He'll only eat certain things. And he asked the guy, how do you deal with you? And he goes, I only feed them one thing at a time. Okay. So I only feed them collard greens today. Tomorrow I'll give them carrots. That's what I do so with, then with they all don't have a choice. Tortoises. Yeah. Um, now, with sulcatas, I... I've never seen a picky sulcata. They'll literally eat dog shit. So I've never seen a sulcata like, oh, no, I don't want to eat this. I've seen them eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to stop mine from stealing the pinky from my red foot because I do cohab. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, oh, no. You mean you cohab two things that do fine together? Yes. <laughs> yes. The, I'm a horrible person. As my and two- see, that, 
that's something that I will I will fight tooth and nail with people on. It, it's it's not it's different co-housing things that are not just communal and healthy and happy to co-house when they have the space to do it and it's someone that is smart and someone educated yeah. and someone that watches their animals there is a difference yeah, i'm not, not gonna go tell someone that's new yeah you can totally keep two leopard geckos together ha, yeah, ha, ha, i'll ha, keep ha. my corn snake and my bearded dragons together they're doing great yeah i've, I've watched somebody argue with me tooth and nail in person that they wanted to keep their um it was a a severe metabolic bone disease ridden box turtle and a leopard gecko in a, in a, in a 20 gallon, uh, 29 tall. They're so similar with, oh my with, God. with such similar, uh, lifestyles. The same, you know, <laughs> the same. So, so back to Angel, I, I, I would agree. Schedules are great feeding schedules for certain things. We've talked about with snakes though. Uh, I, schedules I for certain, I think, like specific things like today, like you, you know, spray everybody down Yeah. tomorrow. You let your mister do it. You know, the next day you give everybody a rain yeah. simulation, that yeah. type of thing. Or even as far as like, if you want to like deep clean and sanitize, cause you know, sometimes like water bottle, like water bowls will get like yeah, the they- film or whatever. You know, and a lot of people will dump the water and then just refill it or even just wipe it down with a quick paper towel. But probably once every couple months, you bring, like, all the water bowls down and I run them through the the dishwasher dishwasher on, like, the super – not with soap or anything, but just that super, super, super hot water to sanitize them. You know? Yeah, we do that. Darren Um, said we're going to have someone thinking they can house their rabbit and burn together. They can for a short (laughs) period of time. Until the burn realizes the rabbit's there. I know. I've I've cohabbed a – ball python and a mexican black king snake for a few minutes before <laughs> before my freaks out the ball python was gonna die anyway yes. yeah calm down <laughs> fuck someone's gonna freak out and go wait, wait wait he just said he did calm down people yeah. uh i can never tell if this is daniel or danielle i think it's danielle danielle said don't start i'm always horrible with that which one's which uh was don't start off with 17 completely different animals if you want a variety pick a locale you like Get good at that before expanding. Also, supplies can be found way cheaper on Amazon and dollar stores, which is 100 percent true. But yes, don't, don't, don't fall in. We've said this before. Don't fall into the normal trap that happens with a lot of reptile people going, "I want everything," and then you get everything, and then everything just fucking fails to survive. Get burned out real quick. Yeah, you know, find your niche and work on that. And if, if you find that one thing and then you don't like it, then work your way out of it and work your way towards something else. Don't get. So like they said, 17 things, and then they all fail because it's hard to keep 17 different, completely different things at the same time. Um, and, and also, as far as the supplies go, I meant to mention this, I think, last week. So I, I, I've always used my um, my little like uh, infrared uh, thermometer gun for measuring stuff, and I couldn't find it in the move. I lost it somewhere in the move. Um, but I, I strongly believe everyone needs that. A year that. ago? Yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. It's, it's been lost for a while. It's, okay. I say lost. It's, it's, it, I've seen it. Recently, I, we've used it recently. No, we haven't. Is it in my? Did you steal it? Is that where it's at? Is it in your I classroom? I think it's in my classroom. No, that face no. is that face is you no, think no, it's. No, 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 I have a little black. Oh, you have one. a small one. I have a black one where you push a button. Yeah, no, that one is in your classroom. I'm missing the yellow one. Anyway, okay. anyways, uh, so I went on Amazon and I finally somewhere. bought one. Uh, but I strongly recommend go on Amazon, search for infrared uh, thermometer, buy you one. They're like 
20 bucks or whatever it's gonna bug me on Amazon. If you go to Lowe's or whatever, it's going to cost you way more. Yeah, you want to be able to check temperatures real quick, and they'll let you do that. And it's good to be able to check temperatures because uh, a lot of times they're not what you think they are. Um, especially, you'll find a lot of times like radiant heat panels. You'll have a, th- a, thermom- a thermostat set for your radiant heat panel uh, for 89 degrees. Like, all right, let's set it to 89 degrees. But if you actually check the temperature at where the snake is resting, it's like 100 and something degrees because of the way the difference is. So you actually have to play around with those thermostats and maybe set it technically lower. Than the, whoa. Set it for technically lower than the temperature you want to achieve the temperature you need. So again, a temp, a temp gun like that is cheap on Amazon. That's one of the supplies I would definitely suggest everybody have. And it got here the next day. And it did, well, that's the great thing about living down the road from Amazon. This is true. I had um, Bethany, Bethany Dunaway's uh, Aki monitor for a while. She, uh, he straight up would bask under 168 degrees. Oh yeah, those fucking monitors are crazy. Like, I would check it, check it, and it would be almost 170 degrees. But he was in a, um, I have a, I keep a separate little, I say, I say little, this, it's, it's four by two by three. It's a cages by design, um, big ass, just big empty enclosure that I keep extra things in yeah. um, just for space in case I need it. Cause it's so big. It's a big two piece enclosure that a, a lady gave me. Um, she randomly called me one day and said her son was going off to college and that she, he didn't want it anymore. It was a gift and he just didn't want it. She said, as long as you come get it, I was pregnant and I went and picked it up when I was pregnant. And she was like, Are you sure you'll be able to pick it up? And I said, yes. And I shoved it in the back of the truck and took it home. <laughs> got me a really big enclosure for free one day. Nice. And I got that Aki and I, I went and checked it one day just to see for shits and giggles what he was basking at. And it was 168. Oh yeah. They like it hot. That's crazy. Uh, That's crazy. Darren had a good point. When, whenever I buy something on Amazon, I always go to the settings and I set it for four plus stars. And then I only buy stuff if they have like two or 3000 reviews or more. Yeah. Uh, to definitely check the reviews on stuff because you'll find stuff for a great price with like two reviews. Uh, that's probably not what you want to go with. Right. So just double check that stuff. But there are a lot of things you can get on Amazon that you don't have to go to PetSmart to get because it says reptile on it. Uh, betting is a big one. Uh, for those that do use Aspen, because I use Aspen for stuff, never buy reptile Aspen. Never, never, never buy reptile Aspen. If it's got <laughs> a picture of uh, what? Get, my son, my youngest one, will get a allergic reaction to Aspen within two minutes. Yeah. So I can't have him. I can't even take him to Gina's house. I get wow. Well, the dust. Yeah. The dust and some of the stuff will get me. But if if you're fine with Aspen, shop in the the small mammal section of your pet store. Mm-hmm. As soon as they put a snake or a lizard on the bag, it costs way more than if it's a hamster on the bag. Yes, that's yeah. fact. Just but. use rep. Get me done with it. <laughs> I like I like to use aspen for my sand boas, and I like to use aspen for my colubrids. It keeps it drier, um, and it's easy to spot clean, especially for corn snakes who are shitting all the fucking time. Yeah, uh, but I do use rep chip when I'm using for like boas, ball pythons, um, things that one are gonna shit once a week, and that's easy to clean, and I can hold a little more humidity for them. Um, Corey Martin said, "Every interaction you have with others in this hobby contributes to your reputation. Act accordingly." Corey would know. Corey has blown up huge in the last three years, and that's because every time she interacts with somebody, it's very professional. Uh, unless it's just us hanging out with just Corey, then it then it's just Corey. It's 
So maybe <laughs> may not be that professional. But uh, shout out to Corey. She just had a clutch of um, that's sitting in there. Brettles. Python. I was like, I have one. I was like, you have one. I have one. She just had a clutch of Brettles eggs laid. So good luck on hatching those, Corey. She I, was super awesome. excited about that. That is awesome. I mean, because you have to. I don't know much about that snake, but the fact that she was as excited as she was. She's excited because. everyone else on, on She's excited because of the way you have to do it. Because you have to drop the temperatures on. They have to go through a brumation. A lot, a lot like the rubber boas. They're a, they're a cold weather python. So they got to drop. And so she did that. In Texas, so it's very impressive. Um, do down here, yeah. So, way to go, Corey. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, I may have to hit her up for a oh, yeah. good a, job, a male since I have a female. Uh, our friend Robin Williamson, Robin Williamson from R and uh, R and R, R and R. Oh, I knew it was Rhonda and I knew I couldn't remember Rhonda's name. It's R and R. Dragons? Uh-huh. Oh, I got it. I got it. Jeez, James. I, I kept wanting to say Tegus, but I knew Tegu isn't in the name, but they do Tegus. That's why it's confusing. But so don't trust the words of just anyone in Facebook groups. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, ask breeders and longtime keepers. These people that have had their reptiles for a month aren't experts. Yeah. Uh, if you're asking a question in a Facebook group, the odds are the majority of the people answering your question, A, have never kept that animal. Yep. Or B, kept it for a month and got rid of it but they're an expert or have only had it for a month and they're an expert the the, the odds that the person answering your question is a long-term keeper uh breeder an expert that thing are slim to none so be very <laughs> careful with who you trust when you ask it i'm not saying don't ask questions in facebook groups there are, ton, there are tons of ways to get ideas but then go and research that idea make sure this person's not full of shit because most of them are full of shit even then, I had somebody brand new come up to me and be like, yeah, I was watching Brian Barcheck's videos and da 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 And I'm like, yeah, that, that's... <laughs> you lost me as yeah. soon as you opened your mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, um, uh, want him around you? Damien McKay, as earlier said, listen to the podcast. There are great podcasts out there. Uh, uh, Morelia Python Radio is a great one. A Herpticulture podcast uh, and that whole network for both of them. Those are great. Um, a lot of good information. I still love Reptile Fight Club. It's one of my favorites. They, they always have really good information. So find you a good Reptile podcast. If you're listening to this, you're already listening to the best one. Just saying. That's <laughs> bullshit. But whatever. Uh, oh, my dad said. you got to believe in yourself. Babe. I believe, believe in, my, in I, yourself. I've got no problem having confidence in myself. You do not. It's one I, of the things I love about you. I am, I am pretty good <laughs> at being confident in myself. Now, I, I may be wrong, but you'll never fucking hear me say it. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, my dad commented on it. He said, don't start with a snake that has specific humidity requirements such as a rainbow boa. Uh, I can wholeheartedly agree with that. That's good advice. Because that's uh, what you did. That is exactly what I did. And just because it worked out for me does not mean it will work, <laughs> it'll work out, for, out you. for you. Right. So many animals die because people go, it's a pretty animal. And then they don't understand the uh, the requirements are not a ball python. They're not a leopard gecko. Some of these animals take very certain requirements and they are not very forgiving. As much as we talk about certain reptiles being very forgiving, like red eared sliders could fucking live through anything, unfortunately for them. It, you can't kill a red-eared slider. Anybody that has ever killed a red-eared slider, you may never need to own or ha- own an animal or have a kid. I don't know what you could do to kill one. But some right. of these animals, like uh, and I've done it before, baby rainbow boas, ba- baby rainbow boas can dry out very quickly. Yeah. And then they can die. There's a lot of lizards like that. So, yes, be very careful with what you start with. Um, Victor said, grow into keeping your animals and learn from it. He's talked about Riley Jemison, uh, says, become a, st- a student of the serpent, meaning look at your animal, study your animal, see what they want. If you notice your animal only sits on one side of the cage, 
figure out maybe it's too hot on the other side of the cage. Maybe it's too cold on the other side of the cage, where, wherever they're sitting. So like, pay attention. Yeah. Look at them and look at what they think because it, it, a lot of people don't understand that they really do rely on their environment and it's their biome and the weather that really does keep them alive and does control their, I guess, their living range and how they are able to stay alive. If it's too hot where they live, obviously they're not going to have an easy time living. So it's not going to be hot. And so we need to be careful doing that here. Like thinking about that, you go into houses like, like, like Gina's and, and it's, you know, 87, 88 degrees, but all of her animals are just wonderful and healthy. And she breeds Brazilian rainbow boas like you would not believe. And the rhino iguanas are just wonderful and perfect puppy dogs. Yes. She had at one point in time, she had, um, sailfin dragons, a pale, a pair of males that were like a bonded pair. It's hard to breed those in case you're wondering a pair of males. Very hard. to breed. A pair of males. <laughs> oh yeah. But no, it was like a weird bonded pair of males that when they were separated, they both quit eating. Yeah. It both stopped like, like living <laughs> they just didn't want to do anything anymore but once they were back together they were fine and that's just one of those situations that you have to pay attention to your animals and understand that sometimes things just don't work the way that yep you think darren had a great great idea start with a uh, black mama because it'll make you look really cool on instagram that's a, oh, yeah. that's great advice. <laughs> as you as you die live on Instagram, yeah, yeah. Make, make make sure you're doing a live because if you're just recording, no one's gonna be there to post it. You're dead, so make no, sure it's alive. And then I'll end up with it. <laughs> I'll have to find out where to fucking get. It. <laughs> nah, you don't need ever to get rid of it. And... Just just keep it. It's fine. They're they're super easy to take care of. The uh, last was a was a house where they the there was it was a lawn crew. They were just doing um, an abandoned house and they were finding um, Masawagas and all types of Easterns. And oh, jeez, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. just They had just let them outside. All right, so let's run through these. Uh, Dominic's had installed a sink in your snake room. It's great if you can. I would sure. love to have a, a sink in my snake room, but it's not a possibility where I am. But that is my future goals. It would make things much easier. Todd Sanders says, do what you love and you feel is right for your animals. I agree there. If you do something you don't like, we've talked about before, you'll lose a passion for it. You won't take care of it right. Mm-hmm. Ashley Howdy, our friends over at Coke Skew, said, start with not trying to go the cheapest route and build from there. Uh, cheap animals and products usually make the keeping experience more difficult and less enjoyable. Living, animal, <laughs> living animals need and deserve more than minimum. If more than minimum cannot be attained, then do not get into keeping. Agree. Uh, speaking of cheap, and she's not just saying that because they sell high end cages. No, 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 at all. She truly believes that. I, I've, I mean, I've. You see it's some great. people that have like cheap racks, and they hate the racks are horrible. Well, you bought a shitty ass rack that's not level that things Plus get out yesterday. of. That uh, person tried to trade me that. I don't know if I told that you. that rack that was made out of melamine, melamine and, was and like the crooked tub and, stuck out. Yeah, the tub stuck out. Like, and they had lids on them. I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they want, like, they want to uh, trade you for what? No, for an actual rack. Yeah. 
Why the fuck would you trade an actual rack for a piece of shit? People are fucking stupid. On man. top of that was the guy that posted the uh, <laughs> the cages for sale made out of... Um, uh, Orient Strand OSB. OSB, yeah. Literally the cheapest shit you can buy. So as long as your animal doesn't need water at all. I don't mean humidity. I mean water at all. You're good. It'll be a great cage. It'll be great. Uh, and if you don't mind the chemical smell that OSB gives off. Yeah, once you add that heat light to it, it's yeah. going to be really good. Because that glue that holds all those little pieces of wood together, that's going to yeah. be great. Uh, so don't go cheap. Just because someone has uh, something cheap does not mean it's great. Example, and look, I'm, this is not, it's kind of too my own horn, but it's not really too my own horn. Uh, someone asked me about, I had Rainbow Bowls for sale. They asked me how much. I told them how much. Um, and they said, oh, well, I'm going to go this other route. Someone has one for cheaper. Um, I was like, okay, I get that. But then I was like, well, let me ask him. I said, one, how much? And two, is it captive bred? And he tells me that it's $250 and it's a captive bred adult. I call bullshit. No one is selling a captive bred rainbow boa adult for two fifty, and if they are, that's one of those deals that are usually too good to be true. In in reptiles, there don't get me wrong. There are lots of deals that are really good. I mean, it happens every now and then. I say a lot. There are deals that happen every now and then that are good, but there are a lot of deals too good to be true. Yeah. Uh, when an animal normally costs this much, and someone's selling it for way less, question that. Don't just jump on it and go yes right away. Um, if so just don't go don't be cheap. And that doesn't mean you have to buy expensive, but don't be cheap. Uh Steve said any touchy uh any touchy topic topics, ask the group admins a question directly instead of asking in the group forum. That's good. That's a lot a good of piece I'll, of advice. Yeah, a lot of things are gonna lead straight to an argument and especially in we've talked about it before, these groups that are large, you're talking thirty thousand, sixty thousand members. People are in those groups just looking for a fight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so sometimes ask the admins, all these admins in these groups, they're, they're gladly going to help. They're, that's why they're an admin. Um, and they would, they would gladly have you ask them that question versus have it explode as a fight and them having to delete that whole comment, uh, in a, in a group. So that's true. Michael Stringer said, keep your snake room clean and organized. That's the second one. I agree. If you keep it clean and organized one, you're more likely to go in there. Um, you will find that if your snake room is messy or cluttered, you are less likely to go in there because every time you walk in, you're overwhelmed. Yep. And then, therefore, you stop cleaning as much. You stop taking care of stuff as much. Keep it clean. Uh, I can't tell you that every every now and then I get in there and I spring clean my, snake, my reptile room. And I just feel so much better. I just want to sit there and just like look at my room. I love it. Uh, okay. our, our buddy Paul Byfield said, stop, stop fucking doing unboxing videos in your reptile room. My whole collection has mites or died and I don't know why, clowns. <laughs> so, yeah, there are folks that don't don't open shit. Don't open new shit in your reptile room. That's that's. Even I mean, even if you're not doing YouTube, don't we go back to quarantine? Your your new stuff should never go near your collection, mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, you should not go near your collection after dealing with the new stuff. So, wash your hands. Like, that's- <laughs> yes, Do- our buddy Dominic DeFalco said, invest in quality. It's like in quality animals, quality supplies, quality friends and mentors. This is not a hobby to make a quick buck or become famous overnight, which is true. Very true. Those folks that try to do that aren't around long term. Uh, but they seem to be the loudest ones in the hobby. Uh, they will be the first ones to give you advice, even though it's wrong. Uh, Max Hicks, <laughs> Max Hicks posted a video. I've seen this one. This is build a reptile wall. It's a great video. Check out Max Max's view on uh, YouTube. But it's uh, he shows you how to build a wall that will hold your hooks, your spray bottles, all your tools. Keeps you more organized. I do that with a cart. I have a cart in my snake room. I actually bought uh, Command Hooks. Makes a great. It's made for holding mops on the wall. Mm-hmm. But it works great for holding snake hooks or tongs on your wall. The dollar store 
the Dollar Tree specifically has, uh, excuse me, little metal things that you click on the wall or mm -hmm. pin on the wall. Um, yeah. I get those. I they work for my hooks perfectly. Yeah. Um, I, for spraying everything, I use one of those big garden pressure sprayers, and I just hang it on it the same. It holds it up there. I had Cody. Um, for those of you who don't know, Cody is my significant other. I'm in his music studio. That's, those are his guitars behind me. Um, the, uh, I had him anchor it in so that it would hold the, the water and everything, the actual water. It's like a big water sprayer, but it, it actually holds everything just fine. I'm, I'm staring at it. Um, but it holds all of the hooks, all of the clickies, the little, the long ones that Tons. hold the, the dong tongs, those, all of them, all the venomous stuff. I have, I have tubes out the wazoo that I've got big ones for that. big ones and I've got little ones for little snakes and big snakes and tubs and like the, speaking of the, the retics that came in, you know, the year before last, that was a group of give or take 20 grand worth of retics that were, that was just like what like animals can come from every situation on the planet oh, you yeah. need to be it, and it's not that you don't need to be it's like well you need to be prepared for everything you just can't be prepared for everything what exactly are you going to do with 20 grand of adult retics just <laughs> right. thrust and, upon you and joshua stover i think gave the best advice on the entire list mm -hmm. keep things simple uh -oh. yep keep things simple it makes it much easier it uh -oh. disappeared uh-oh we lost you can you hear us, Lainey? She cannot hear us, but we can hear her. I can see her. <laughs> let me let her know. That's even more awkward. <laughs> Bless her. Oh, and now we lost her. Oh, there she oh, is again. She's back. Hi. She's back. back. She can hear you us. Know, we never really lost you. You were there kind of the whole yeah. time. We lost, yeah. But, uh, all right, so that was our list. Let me go ahead and do a run-through of the things on our on our yeah. podcast group real quick. Uh, cool. There was a cool one. Someone posted a video of... Uh, Brian McDowell posted a video of gators. It was a female gator laid up on top of a male gator like all day. Uh -huh. He got up on land to sun and she's like, fuck that. It's a great spot. <laughs> she got on top of him to sun all day and just laid there. That was funny. Uh, Travis posted an awesome one. It was the, um, uh, I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of these. The Duvernay's, Duvernay, Duvernay's glands, the venom glands of a hog nose. Because uh, again, for those that don't realize, hog nose are venomous. We sell these things to small children. Um, I'm still very weary about that, but, uh, it's very cool. They, they, it's a dead hog nose and they show these venom glands from the hog nose. It's a very neat picture, maybe a little too graphic for some, but check it out. That was cool. Uh, going through, Oh, someone feeding a bunch of little tortoises. That's cute. Oh, this Transpecos copperhead. There's a picture of the Transpecos copperhead on the rock with the sun. Yeah, See yeah. that one? Oh, Transpecos copperheads are so pretty. Yes, they are. We're going to find some this summer. Yes. Rat snakes are one of my favorite things, I think. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I did post an update. I found a picture from uh, Adam Hollander of those triplet uh, carpets. Mm -hmm. He took a picture of them out of the egg with a normal sibling, and you see how small they are compared to the normal sibling. I imagine. I mean, to fit Gosh. three of them in that egg. That's crazy. Our buddy, Jason Miller-Radovich, he had a great litter of rainbow boas, of Colombian uh, annery rainbow boas. So that's awesome. Give, awesome. give them a shout out for that. Oh, Megan apparently just found out that crocodile crocodilians 
shed and regrow teeth? Yes, they do it their entire life. They shed and regrow mm-hmm. teeth their entire life. Uh, I used to have a huge uh, one from our male alligator at the zoo I worked at, and I loved it. But uh, when our when our director passed away, who raised him from a baby, uh, I actually put that. Uh, it's buried with him. He has the giant tooth from Moby the alligator. Really? Yeah. Um, Kelly McCabe Smith posted a, a video of a very unhappy cotton. I, I posted that in the group, but no, she posted. I had her share it in there. That's right. A, That's in her yard right here in like Sugarland, Richmond. Area. Oh, really? Yeah. It is a very unhappy cottonmouth, which is not chasing her, by the way. Yeah, but do you see what that cottonmouth's doing? Is it eating a shed? It's eating a dead cottonmouth that her dogs killed a week before that the ants had basically stripped to bones and skin. She heard her dogs barking and went back there. And there's another cottonmouth eating that rotten ass dead cottonmouth. That's well, what she. I remember that post now because she's like, I heard their snake bark. Yep. Like they have because the dogs do. They have. She's a keeper. She keeps squams and yeah. other stuff. Well, and and we've heard before. We've heard people talk about them being opportunistic feeders and eating roadkill. Mm-hmm. People coming across cottonmouths eating roadkill. Yeah. Uh, but if you're in the wild, you're not going to waste a meal. No. You're going to eat whatever you can find. Nope. Oh yeah. I, I posted. I, I, okay, I love watching Naked and Afraid, but God, the people at Discovery Channel fucking suck when it comes to animals <laughs> posting, uh, you know, B clips, the extra background clips of animals. This episode uh, was in the Amazon, and of course, what do they show? A ball python in a tree. So, uh, just in case anybody's wondering, ball pythons are not in the Amazon. So, that was funny. My my memory today that popped up on Facebook was, was another the, yeah. was another one where they fucked up animals. I think they were in the Amazon and they showed a Burmese python. So. That is, I just sent Robert a photo of one that my brother sent me um, a couple days ago. He called me and was like, I can come bring this to you right now. I'll pick it up and I'll just bring it to you. And I was <laughs> like, what are you going to bring it to me in, Gary? And, <laughs> and like, I'm the snake person. My brother is like, he'll look at snakes and he's like, oh yeah, like that's Well, like, when that's the ambulance cool. comes to get him, he'll have the ambulance drop by and Drop it off at your place. Oh yeah, it'll that that'll be you know <laughs> wonderful, just wonderful. Travis Wyman posted uh, an episode. I actually just started listening to this episode. It's pretty good. It's a I, I like listening. To, it's Snake Talk with Doctor Jenkins. It's a good podcast. It's a very uh, educational podcast, and you learn a lot of stuff. But this one is on cane toads and the decline of snakes and lizards in Australia, uh, which is very interesting. Um, I'm going to listen to the rest. of it. I've not finished it yet, but I did start it today on the way home. Uh, Travis also posted a paper. The summary is that reptiles and amphibians are at greater risk of extinction because they are less charismatic than mammals and birds, which is true. Where the human population is less likely to try and save a snake population or a lizard population mm-hmm. versus trying to save the elephants, right? Uh, yep. They're not as cute, so we don't save them, which therefore resources tend to not go in the direction of helping uh, certain reptiles, which is a shame. Yes, it is. Uh, I posted a video. It was a bunch of turtles. There's one turtle on his back, and a bunch of turtles come over, and they end up getting close enough for them to flip them over. over. Now, I I always see the video of the sulcatas uh, when they're like, that sulcata's trying to help flip his buddy over. No, that sulcata flipped that motherfucker over, and he's still hitting him. That's what's right. happening with sulcatas. Yeah. Now, with that being said, though, with that being said, I feel like in this video, these turtles may actually be helping. Now, someone did have a, a good point. Scott Wright said uh, they may get fed a lot, and all that splash he may have caused them to think they were getting fed in that spot, and they came over, got close enough, and he was close enough to ride himself. Which may be closer Dream to the truth. Dream crusher. Maybe closer Dream to, crusher. to the truth. But unlike Sulcatas, where they're just trying to fuck each other up, they yeah. were not trying to fuck but, that turtle up. Like, no. it, this video genuinely looked like his friends were all coming to the rescue. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah. Uh, oh, you see, you always get those stupid ads on Facebook for different things. This one, I loved. It was 
it was a pre-manufactured building and they bring it and they unfold it and it just pops up and it's a whole building. Like I just saw that and my first thought was reptile room. Like just in my house, it's because it's it's a, basically a, a mini house, but it just like they bring it on a flatbed, set it there and they unfold it like a box and you have a house. We were thinking about doing that with this room. It's a, uh, it's off our kitchen. It's, it was built into the garage that we have in the house that we're renting, but my husband uses it for his studio. So it's built and it's got like cabinets in it and they like, he painted it black. So it's can barely tell that there's <laughs> cabinets all over the place, but there's cabinets in it and there's computers and just yeah, I would, guitars I would, all over the place, amps. I would love to build a specific reptile room. Like our, our, buddy uh douglas ray white i'm just gonna get to say his name like that they they have built uh a new reptile room and i've seen pictures of it and it's great it's off the back of their house and he lives in the middle of nowhere so he can walk out there naked without people seeing him so it works <laughs> that's the important thing being able to walk into your backyard naked that's that's honestly what i really want uh whenever i buy a house i want to be able to walk into my backyard naked and no one see me or that's what I do during why? My or be old enough to not give a shit if somebody sees me i, gotta, I haven't reached that point yet oh i have that you don't care if someone sees you naked? No. I haven't reached that point yet. Uh, I'm really, really I just feel surprised. Sorry for <laughs> I'm really surprised that like Robert or his wife Rachel haven't just like shown up at our house one day and like my blinds are open and I'm just walking around naked. Like our kid is gonna need therapy. Probably. Sure. Probably. <laughs> because I hardly ever have clothes on it. I did post it's a problem. Been naked. My mom has always been naked. One of my best friends has been to my house since I was a kid. And has just walked into my house and gone to the sofa and hugged my mom while my mom just, you know, God love my mom, sitting there rolling, you know, a joint on the couch. But <laughs> if my mom isn't a little person, I don't know if, if Robert, if you've I ever haven't. seen my mom, it, she's about your size. Okay. She's a big woman. Okay. She ain't little. All right. She likes to call herself a big bitch. She's a big bitch. All right. She's a big woman. And so this friends <laughs> and just hug my naked ass mother and just go on about their business and it's like all my friends are gonna need like therapy <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty good about like we will come over yeah I, I, I put clothes on just, I'm, anyways uh, I also posted a video that Nathan I guess didn't realize I posted it was a video of an alligator snapping turtle doing the luring action with his tongue and then Travis ruined it by <laughs> pointing out the fact that they are feeding the, the, this turtle it's okay. it still looks the fish because cool. you can see the fish is actually being handed to it it's okay. ruiner a fun Travis Wyman <laughs> uh, but it is also seeing the luring action of an alligator snapping turtle that's still one of the coolest evolutionary things there is it's one of my favorite things about him Robert posted an awesome video of a cottonmouth searching for food underwater yeah that was uh, a cool video. But from all I've been told by people is that they can't bite underwater, so there's no way it could eat what? underwater. And alligators can't bite underwater. You can see that thing's tongue. Oh, yeah. Flicking. scent and everything underwater. That's it is cool. It is looking for fish, uh, which is cool. And then, oh, uh, huh? Sir David Attenborough turned 96 this week. Wow. Protect him at all costs. Yeah. Please <laughs> put bubble wrap around that man. No he is a world treasure. Old, our old friends that we like so much. I got to meet a very, very, very drunk Nigel Marvin once. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> very. very. <laughs> I can see that. That's funny. He was so drunk that he wrote my autograph as, I hope you feel better. 
Oh, uh, Megan posted a picture of our video of fucking Billy the Exterminator. As someone who lived in Louisiana, I know who he is. Mm-hmm. He's from Louisiana. He's he, he and his brother, fucking drug addict idiots, just doing stupid shit. But that video is there. Uh, Megan also posted the first sea turtles come on shore to lay their I eggs in Galveston. That was really cool. I want to see that one day. I so, want to see them hatch and I want to watch them crawl to the ocean. I do. I do. I would love to be there for that. Um, I know Robert. Okay. You posted an article about the story we talked about earlier about on my bucket list about the uh, the bust on the animals that yes sh- that uh, Lanny ended up with. Uh, I think that's it. I covered everything. I got through it all. <laughs> Congratulations! You did a wonderful right. job. And we're still just under two hours. So Sweet, uh, Lanny. If people want to reach out and talk to you, you can tell them no. But if they were to reach out and talk to you. <laughs> If you want them to, how if do they get a hold of you? How would they get a hold of you? <laughs> they can, any, well, I mean, you can get in touch with me, like, through Facebook or yeah, whatever. Yeah, search the, for her name on Facebook. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's 27 letters. Uh, it's 27 letters of happiness. Um, it's, <laughs> it, if anyone wants to know it, you can call me Lainey. That's fine. Um, I don't care. Uh, just don't call me freaking Elaine. Just fucking for Elaine. fuck's sake, call me Elaine. Just my name is not Elaine, and it's not two fucking words. I've please. only I've only written your name once in my phone, texting it somewhere, and somehow my phone is now like auto. It knows her name. So like I started out, he goes, "Do you mean this?" Yep, I'm not trying to fucking spell that. <laughs> and I I haven't typed your last name once, and I went to try to type her last name, and it fucking filled it in for me. I was like, "This phone's amazing," because <laughs> I was gonna screw that up too. Yeah, I mean, they can get in touch with me through Juna's page if they want. Facebook, that's fine. I've had the same phone number for forever. So if anyone has my phone number and they want to get that, they can just go through there. That's fine. Um, Facebook is one of the easier ways to do it. The Houston Reptiles page, they can message me through there anywhere. Basically, the Bio Dude page, um, Gina's page. Just yell once, at me. once you start typing her name, it'll come up. It's it's yeah. the long one. Just- it. it I'm the only one of me, and so you're only going to be able to find me. And I'm not that horrible of a person, I swear. And if anyone's pissed me off, it's because they've tried to post a fucking sale in the damn group, and they're mad that I made them delete it. So, well, because there's always a, there's a sales post, you can always just post yeah, a picture. I made that trade sale post thing so that people could post photos of shit for sale. That way, there wasn't any because it's the algorithm algorithm the of facebook that is flagging everything it's yeah. not it, it's the stupid the sale words that are getting flagged it's not facebook it's meta it yeah it's the stupid meta thing i can't it's nothing that word that i have control over so i can't i don't want to not take away everything but i want people to still have the ability to be able to sell shit yeah, and the problem is that that group is so big, and it, like we talked about with big groups, you you end up with a lot of stupid people. It's just, you just can't help it. But it's still a great group to go to uh, for advice and and to sell big cages that are cheap. Anyways, uh, Robert, if you want to get a hold of you, www.lsreptileracks.com. Uh, yeah, get a rack. Uh, you can get them delivered to a herp show near you soon. Uh, the next one is Lafayette. That's the next herp show. So check that out if you're in Louisiana. That'd be a great time to come get one. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. Yeah, at gmail.com. Um, Katie, anything to add? Nope. Nope. I'm Dinner sorry. Time? I'm starting to get tired. Dinner time. Dinner time. <laughs> I have not eaten yet. Uh, Lainey, if 
you just hold out for a second. But thank you for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for Thanks so much. listening. We will be back next week. Uh, we should on our be normal Tuesday on night. On our normal Tuesday be. night next week. Um, hopefully. That, should, that, that is the plan. So, good night to everybody. See everybody next week. See ya. Bye.